This episode of the Behind the Mask podcast is sponsored by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you know you're getting a real deal. Whether you're looking for a head-turning handbag or a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gym, or sneakers and streetwear that make every step feel fly. Remember that first style piece or luxury item you just had to have? How did it make you feel when you finally got it? These days, to know for sure you're getting the real deal, go straight to eBay. When you're searching, just look for that blue check mark. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. That means when you buy it, you can be confident that it's authenticated by real experts. Why is this the new way to shop? eBay is where you can find rare, limited-run pieces and special colorways you can no longer find in stores. Listen, when you're finally ready to buy that thing you love, you have to make sure you're not going to catch a fake. They're everywhere, and it's real tough to tell the difference for yourself. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, that's easy. So again, look for the blue check mark. That way, when it hits your doorstep, not only do you know it's real, but that feeling you get when you put it on is also for real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Tough is in your DNA. It drives resilience. Even when they told you that you couldn't, you did what no one else could because you're different from the rest. Every day you work hard to conquer challenges, making the impossible happen, and tomorrow you will do it all over again with a truck that's just as tough as you. Explore the best Ford truck for you today at Ford.com. Built Ford Tough. Behind the mask. What's happening, my boy? What's good, family? Another damn paradise. You know what it is. Damn right I know what it is. It's end of the year. Factual. And Factual. it's time to review some things that we've been seeing going on with the game. Mm-hmm. And it got a lot to do with the quarterback position. Yeah, man. One of the, obviously, the toughest position in sports, I think. No no doubt. No doubt. And, he, you know, maybe you could say it's equivalent to being the point guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, whatever you want to say. But Picture. But what I will say is this, is that uh, we've seen something this entire year that we really haven't seen in a lot of years in the past. Yeah. What only six teams in the AFC have started the same quarterback. And we we damn near at the end of the year now. So it goes to show you the level of importance when it comes to how much are you willing to invest into a backup quarterback, and what exactly does that look like? Because yeah, it's a hard job, man. It is. I, I think, it's a hard job. I think it's it's a very hard job. The backup quarterback position or just in general? I think both. I think, you know what? I think, I don't know, as much pressure or the toughest, as tough as it is to be a starting quarterback in the NFL, I think the backup quarterback position is the best job in sports. Because you're rarely called upon you get to sit behind a starting quarterback, take notes, watch what they're doing. You don't get the wear and tear on your body. It's like damn near a cakewalk, man. It's beautiful. You get paid well. Backup QBs could last in the league, what, 10, 15 years? Yeah. Maybe start two, three years. You know what I'm saying? So you think that's is easy? Hell yeah. Two, are well, you kidding me? Did you just not hear what I just said? Starting quarterback is tough. It is. But backup quarterback is even harder. It's not, I'm not going to say it's even harder. I said earlier, six teams. It's mm-hmm. six AFC teams. Right. Had the same starting quarterback the entire year. Like, that's rare. But let me put it into perspective for you. You say having a backup is easy. Starting quarterbacks out for the season go with the Jets with Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. The Bengals with Joe Burrow. 
the coach, Anthony Richardson, the Browns, Deshaun Watson, Daniel Jones from the Giants, Kirk Cousins from the Vikings, and also Justin Herbert. So now <laughs> you say it's a cakewalk to be able to earn all of this money. Let me tell you why I think it's so hard. Because you have to prepare as if you're going to play. And the hard part is they don't have designated reps, as you know, throughout the week for the backup quarterback. Yeah. You have to learn, retain, make a mental note, understand how this receiver runs routes, understand how he runs routes. And then, oh, by the way, in the event if you're called upon, you have to go out and perform. Right. I, and you saying it's easy. I'm, out of all of the people <laughs> in the world, two-time Ray ass. This I think is I think it's one of the best jobs in sports. And I say easy, not like it's an easy task to do, but I'm saying, like, <laughs> would, <laughs> stop making me laugh, bro. Nah, but like you said, you're getting the reps. Think of Aaron Rodgers that, that's out now. Yep. Back up behind Brett Favre all these years, right? He waited his time, and then when he got out there, he had an opportunity to do his thing. One of the greatest quarterbacks to play in the league, right? Right. I look at my career, and... um. My man, Wally Williams, I remember when I first got in the league, he said, uh, I was like, what should, what should I expect? You know, what, what, what do I look forward to as a rookie? He said, you ain't got to look forward to nothing. Save up your money. If you chasing, chase, have fun. Don't get in no trouble. Don't worry about it because you're not touching the field. Barring the act of God, you're not touching the field this year. Wally told you Wally that? Wally told me that. He said, damn, you know, Wally. Wally. <laughs> he said, barring the act of God, you're not touching the field this year. He said, we just drafted Kyle Turley in the first round with the Saints. Willie Rofe is a Hall of Famer left tackle. Wally Williams just got paid at left guard. Chris Naoli was the first round that got drafted. And he said, Jerry Fontenot's the center. Snapper. He said, your ass can't snap. So he said, you ain't going to play this year, barring injury or active guard. And that's just with the same thing with the, with the backup quarterbacks. You can get, name another position besides mine when I did. I got vested without having the offensive snap. So remember, we played, what is it, five years? Vested. Yeah. I got my pension without touching the field, bro. Backup quarterbacks do the same damn thing. That's what I'm saying is easy. You chilling. You chilling, yo. Well-paid spectator. So how many times <laughs> did you retain the, the game plan then? No, I knew the game plan. You know, you mess up sometimes here and there where you get your opportunity. Don't get me wrong. But what I'm saying is that it's not easy in the sense of anybody could do it. It's easy in the sense that it's not wearing and tearing your body. Yep. You know what I'm saying? You have an opportunity to get reps against a first-team defense. So when you're out there, it's not like you're necessarily nervous going against a first-team defense. You get to see the game speed because you're going against a first-team defense. You know what I'm saying? Right, so right. I, don't, I just don't think that – I respect the, the position. You know what I mean? Like Cam said, you got your, your, your game changers and you got your game managers. You know what I mean? And a yeah. backup quarterback, you're not expected to come in and be a game changer. You're kind of expected to come in and be a game manager because the team has already established its identity. You know what you are. You know what you're not. You come in there, you're not trying to rewrite the wheel or, or recreate the wheel or nothing like that. You're going in there doing your job, bro. See, and that's where I want to bring this to a halt. Bet you didn't know this. One in eight people have worked at McDonald's. That's right. They went to McDonald's for a job and found so much more that was too good to pass up, like McDonald's online high school program, where over 82,000 people received access to education, and McDonald's archway to opportunity, where many have developed business and entrepreneurial skills. Think about it. With McDonald's, there's a lot of power in one in eight. One in eight have worked at McDonald's, and where you start stays with you. Because when you say... 
you expect for him. I expect for you to come in and be a game manager. Well, do you know how hard it is to be a game manager at the quarterback position? It is freaking hard. And we we throw this term around so loosely to where it's thrown around so frequently and loose that it really don't have any credence. It don't have any credible uh, substance that comes along with it. And for me, like, I tell you, I, I played against the best of the best. John Elway, mm-hmm. uh, Peyton Manning. I think about Tom Brady. I think about Brett Favre. All of these Dan Marino played against all of them. Guess what? All of them were game managers. Yeah. And, and so when we throw it around it, we take away from the connotation of it, of what it means to manage a game. And so for me, I just want to bring that to light because a lot of people jumped on Cam and they was like, oh, Cam, he... I felt a certain type of way when I heard it. But as I kept hearing him talk, it made sense from where he was coming from. He didn't articulate it all to the point of the way that I felt like he should have. But he was looking at it from his lens, his scope. I look at it from my scope of how I played the game. Cam was exceptional. And he's he what he was able to do, only a few players. Hell, he was the first to be able to do all of some of the stats that he accomplished. So when we talk about game managers, that's a prerequisite to what you gotta be able to have anyway. Yeah, now, right. the problem is if you don't have the, the ability to push the ball down the field, mm-hmm. if you don't have the accuracy to be able to make up for timing and then also understanding with the anticipation of how coverages are going to roll and understand where your receiver is going to be. That's where you have a problem with the quarterback. But I ain't got no problem with a game manager because I done been around quarterbacks who ain't, they wasn't even a game manager. They were me playing quarterback. (laughs) And that's the reason why I had my stat sheet filled all the way up. Not mad at it, but. When I think of, of game managers too, no disrespect intended at all. I think of Peyton Manning, the way he managed the game. And yes, he was a game changer also. Two things can be right. He both was a, can be he, true. He was the game changer. He was a game changer, absolutely. But being on, on the sideline when I was with the Jags and we played in Indy, watching Peyton Manning control the game, drive after drive after drive, to me, that's, that's, a, that's a game manager. He didn't have to necessarily every down the field, I should say, every single time. He could just throw it into the into the flats, hit the tight end. Remember, what was it, Dallas Clark? Yeah, Dallas Clark. Dallas Clark, you know what I'm saying? And, and the way he controlled the tempo of the game. No, talk about, talk about, because me and you kind of alluded to it. We were off camera. You didn't say much. I was waiting for you to bring this up. When we talk about game manage, it don't mean just, okay, just get first down, two nah. yards. The ability for Peyton to be able to be on the field and have 70,000 people quiet. Quiet, yeah. And he's out here calling plays, seeing, hey, hey, Spike, 51 is coming. Okay, Ringo, Ringo. Changing the whole play. Yeah. Like, that's special, bro. It is, it is. It takes a talent. So there's nothing wrong with being a game manager. You know what I mean? And I think that when you have that context, if you are a backup quarterback, I think, to my point, you don't have to go in there and change the game. You know what I mean? 
some quarterbacks do. You know, you think of like a, a Brock Purdy, the way he was able to step in after he was a backup quarterback. Everybody doesn't have that. I think of some quarterbacks in the past that were great backups that turned into the game changers. Kurt Warner was one. Yep. You know what I mean? He was a backup for several years. And um, you mentioned another quarterback out in San Fran that came in and, and was probably the best backup quarterback ever. Yeah. Steve Young. Steve Young. Yeah. So, like, I ain't getting caught up in all of that. Yeah. Like, like, like uh, I hope you better be able to manage the game if you're a damn NFL quarterback. But the game changers of are, are the ones that are making that 50 mil a year around in that area. Man. It ain't, it, ain't, it ain't a lot of them. Wish I could throw. <laughs> yeah. I wish I could throw two right now. <laughs> BTM fam, what's good? It's your boy Two-Tone Reds. If you like using debit over credit, I just learned about something that's definitely a game changer. Discover Cashback Debit. It's a checking account that rewards everyone with cash back on everyday purchases, which means you can get cash back on tickets for the game, snacks, team merch, or with no fees making this season a total win. Check out eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Now, when we look at some of the quarterbacks, I know you mentioned a bunch of uh, quarterbacks, unfortunately, that went down this season. And we talk about those backup quarterbacks coming into the game and what they're doing. Now, there's three teams that still have an opportunity out of those quarterbacks to actually make the playoffs. The Bengals, the Browns, and the Colts. They're all in the hunt in the AFC. Yep. So out of those teams, which team do you think has a backup quarterback that actually can lead their team to the playoffs? I. I, I want to just say this. Drew Locke was very impressive over a week ago. Facts, facts. What he was able to do to come in as a backup and just to hear him talk after the game, he talked about the, the amount of work that goes into being a backup, and you never do know if you're going to play. Mm -hmm. And you can't go out and perfect what you've learned the entire week because it ain't your time to play. Yeah. And he found out he was going to play earlier that day went out, performed through the game-winning touchdown, led his team on a 92-yard drive, mm -hmm. which was beautiful. And so I, I give a lot of credit to him. But to and but we know Geno is running that ship. He'll, yeah. he'll be back in. But to that point, I say the Cleveland Browns, mm -hmm. Joe Flacco. I think Joe Flacco is um, – he would be my quarterback. Why? Because when I think of Joe Flacco, he – has a Super Bowl ring already. He understands what it takes. He wasn't just a game manager. Joe Flacco made plays mm -hmm. when he was there at Baltimore when it was time for him to win that championship. I remember that. Also, what also resembles or makes me think about why he's in the best position to lead his team onto the playoffs is because you look at his defense. Number one ranked defense in the league when it comes to total defense. What did he have in Baltimore? The same yeah. damn type of defense. Yeah. Yeah. The same number one passing defense mm -hmm. in the league. He has that in Cleveland right now. Mm -hmm. So when I think about Joe Flacco, I really like him. And, and the reason why I like him is because even though he was sitting at the crib, chilling. you know, chilling, taking the kids around, busting them around and everything. But when you look at him play, you can tell he has that internal clock mm. inside of his head, and he's letting that ball go. Yeah. 
he's letting it go. And we talked about timing. We're talking about anticipation. He's one of the quarterbacks that, where he understands and knows this is where this ball is supposed to go, and I'm going to let it go on time. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I love that. Defensively, we talked about how well they play on the defensive side. This is the other thing. They are minus seven as a team from the turnover margin. That means they're giving the ball away more than they're actually taking it away. And for you to still have the number one defense in the league at minus seven, which puts them at roughly around uh, maybe 25 in the league in the bottom tier of the NFL, man, that's impressive. Them boys out there, they like, all right, fellas, we know y'all might turn it over. Bring it on. We still don't take care of business. So for me, like, how can you lose? Like he got a lot of the pieces of the puzzle already around him. And Joko, I think about and Joku, the, the tight end. Yeah. I, I love his game. Cooper at wide receiver. So I like Joe Flacco and I'm gonna pick him. What about yeah. you? I probably would go with you, man. And for the simple fact that Joe Flacco has done it before. He's won before. Yeah. So you talked about that pressure. To me, and I'm on the outside looking in, I don't think he has that pressure because he started games, he, because he's won on the highest level. Because he didn't start out with the team. He either. didn't start out with the team. He didn't go Y'all to training don't expect camp. for me to you do that. So that's what I'm saying. He, you know, he, could, he doesn't have to be the Joe Flacco of his prime. He can re- rely on that defense, rely on the running game, and just, you know, he, he's had a few turnovers, but not turn the ball over. So, yeah, I agree. I think. I think when you talk about backup quarterbacks and quarterbacks in in general, what makes them special is obviously leadership, poise, taking care of the football like we just talked about. Yep. Um, and you got to have that that oomph. You know, it, it got to be something to you because we've had we've been on teams, we've been in the league several years. You know, when there's a quarterback that try to get you hyped up, and you're just looking at him like locker room lawyer. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you yeah. you, you beating your chest for what reason? Like, all right, bro, that's this. You know, you need more people. This is not really who you are. But you still have your other leaders on the team. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. Do you remember any backup quarterbacks in your day? Like, that just stood out to you that you were like, yo, this this dude this dude got it. Hmm. I don't. One person I can remember, Jake Delhomme with the Panthers. Damn, you did play with Jake. Yeah, I played with him twice. With the Saints, we, I got drafted with the Saints. He was a backup. And then years later, when I went to the Panthers, he was now the starting quarterback. Actually, he's still a backup behind Rodney Pete. He was a backup behind Rodney Pete, and then became a starter. So what so, made Jake so what made Jake so special? Jake, as he took on the starting he task had, of he the, had a being the different, quarterback, he had a different type of swag and confidence. You know what I mean? It wasn't like it wasn't like a bravado thing. It was more so like I know I can do this. And then he had the chip on his shoulder from being a backup so long. So when he got on the field, it was like, yo, I've, I've seen every defense. I've went against every defense. We talked about it a few weeks ago on the show. He had Leroy Glover rushing him, you know what I'm saying? Because he was on the scout team. I'm blocking. Leroy Glover's a Pro Bowl player. Later on, big Chris Jenkins, Julius Peppers, you know what I'm saying? Those guys, Mike Rucker, Branson Buckner, that defense, Dan Morgan running around. So he had these Pro Bowl, all pro type players that he was going against week in and week out, year in and year out. So when it's time for him to get on the field, the game done slowed down. All he got is Moose and Muhammad throw the ball to, Steve Smith to throw the ball to, hand it off to Deshaun Foster, hand it off to Stephen Davis. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, what what, what skill set did he bring that that separated him? I like I, again. I like the confidence and the poise. Okay. The poise. He never got rattled. You know what I mean? He always found a way to make you comfortable, even if something went wrong. Things ain't perfect in the game. You know that offensively. Like, hell, you see it on the sideline. You on defense, and y'all look up in the O line, or you know might get a hold in or, or get a bad call or get the quarterback hit or something like that. But the poise and the leadership was like, nah, we still got this. You know what I'm saying? You could have a conversation with him and be like, yo, I, I used to always say, we in the red zone now, so I might make a play. Because typically, if you get in the red zone, chances are you went on a nice little drive. You know what I mean? I'm like, all right, now it's time to get off the field. Yeah. Somebody make a play. We did our job. We got y'all here. Let's make a play. And Jake's like, yo, I got you. You know what I mean? So again, just that, that confidence, that poise. He didn't have the strongest arm, but he didn't need the strongest arm. Because he made up with that with just anticipation and timing. And timing. And they called us cardiac cats because I think it was the 04 season. We used to literally come back probably four, five, six games. They were the last drive of the game. And he just doing his thing, just poised. You know, to me, as an offensive player, the toughest, the toughest uh, part of the game for me as an offensive lineman was two-minute drill. If we're down and we got to come back, and you know you got to come back, bro. Now that's some pressure. And you know you're not gonna. <laughs> you know you got to. You come ain't back. doing no run blocks. No and run guess blocking. what? They know you ain't gotta have any run. Everybody blocks. in the stadium know that is a pass because you got to get down the field, make up, you know, make up yards to get in field goal range with a score touchdown. But Jake was always poised. Brought us back week in, week out. You know what I'm saying? Made it to the Super Bowl once. Unfortunately, didn't win. Made it to the NFC Championship another time. Lost that as well. But still. Overall, I just liked his poise, and I think, to me, that's what makes a good quarter, you know, a quarterback good. Yeah. For me, there is nothing better than showcasing my joy. Our friends at Frito-Lay know that joy is bold, vivacious, and contagious. Joy gives life flavor, rhythm, and vibes. And when joy takes flight, it can't be contained. It is robust, more than a smile or a laugh. It's an infectious experience. So here's to all the creators that inspire us with your creativity and passion. Let's keep filling the world with joy. And make sure you look out for the My Joy campaign powered by Frito-Lay. I, I agree with you. I would say my top three things are the ability to be able to process information in such a short period of time and to know where you're going to go with the ball. Mm. Number two is the accuracy. And I thought Jake did a good job with that when it comes to anticipation. Yeah. The timing of knowing when your receivers is going to come out of a break. Mm -hmm. The anticipation of knowing this defender, usually he loves to jump inside routes. So if I give him a shoulder move, chances are this post is going to be open. Mm -hmm. So it's like those things. And then the last thing for me is physical ability. You got to have something that you're good at yeah. that separates you. You know, so it doesn't mean that you got to be a great scrambler. But that also can mean if you're not a great runner, you can be a guy who's very elusive in the pocket, yeah. you know, and you don't have to run fast to be able to be that guy. And so, um, you know, when I think about Brock Purdy, for me, the thing that he does well, his ability to be able to process information mm -hmm. before the ball is snapped. He's no, he knows exactly where he's going to go with it. But then also people talk about his height. I've heard, Announcers say he's throwing the spots, but he knows his receiver. And he puts the ball in a place to where his receiver is the only place that he will be able to catch it. That's the thing that jumps out for me 
you know, whether or not if it's Debo or if it's Brandon Ayuk, his ball is different to Ayuk than it is to Debo. Yeah. You know what I mean? So for me, like, he, he a baller. Yeah. Kid can play. And get get the ball to McCaffrey, too. So he got another weapon with CMC. Yeah, so, I mean, he got a whole lot of weapons. And it ain't his fault that the GM put a lot of great talent around him. Hey, it's part of the game. That's what makes the game. That's what makes football the greatest team sport in the world. I agree. I believe that. I agree. And, and to your point with the talent, that's exactly what I'm saying. If you're a backup quarterback and you got all these starters, just like you said, IU, Christian McCaffrey, big Trent Williams blocker for you on one side, probably the best left tackle in the league. Debo, you got all this talent and you're a backup. You insert the backup into the starting position. He'll flourish. That's what I'm saying. Two. Am I lying? You just said the same thing. I did not you say said, that. You just said it's not your Two, fault. I've that been on teams with backups, and you know what we ended up doing at the end of the year? Backing our ass up, going <laughs> home. So I ain't finna sit up here and let you sell me on that. All right, man. It ain't no plug and play with that. Yeah. If them cats don't have the tools to be able to go in, I don't care if you have all, all pros in front. If he can't do his job, he's, he's jagged. You know what jag means? Just another guy. <laughs> Get him so, up out of here. So you, so you trying to tell me if you got a backup quarterback in there and all pros all across the offense and you insert that backup quarterback, you don't think that team's still going to be successful? If I've been if, on the team. If the team still has success prior to that, prior I, to losing the quarterback. Yeah. I, I give you a prime example. Oh, God. Go back to 2000, maybe 2011, I don't mm. know, when Peyton Manning had surgery. Mm. Peyton Manning went out. The Colts went 2-14 and 14 the whole season. They did not invest into a backup quarterback. Mm. That's what happened. <laughs> so, like, hey, <laughs> I'm telling you, it ain't right. as easy as people right. think it is. That's all I'm saying. All right, I'm with you. I'm with you. The McNugget Buddies are coming through McDonald's again. And they've got brand new fits created by street-style icon Kerwin Frost. Get the brand new Buddies and your McDonald's faves. Your choice of a Big Mac or 10-piece McNuggets, plus a medium fries and medium drink. Collect them all before they're gone. Only in the Kerwin Frost box. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. It pays the cost to be the boss. So that's what you would do if you was a GM or a team team ownership. You would definitely invest in a backup quarterback? Oh, you have to. I think about the Panthers. Mm. You look at the Panthers. They got Andy Dalton. Mm. They gave him a two-year deal worth 10 mil. But you look at the quarterback from the Chicago Bears, Tyler... Um, Bajan, yeah. Bajan. The backup for him, his salary was only 760 grand. Tyler Bajan. Mm. So... You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, you can mess around and try to, you know, like, all right, well, let me save some money here. If you, oh, look at the Jets. Mm-hmm. Hell, the Jets' backup quarterback is their first-round pick. Yeah. I mean, I mean. Aaron Rodgers said a week ago, I'm shutting it down. There's no need for me to come back because we can't make it. Right. So point is proven. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. You got, I mean, all right. So, with that being said, investing in the backup, 
who you think is the the best backup of all time? Who do you think? If you can remember. Backup turn starter. Got Steve Young. Got Aaron Rodgers. Backup turn starter. You said his name earlier. I, I maybe I'm I'm gonna fall in love with this story, Kurt Warner. Mm. You know, he, the underdog. You know, he 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 goes to um, St. Louis. Mm-hmm. St. Louis had a gang of weapons. He comes in and play after the starting quarterback goes out. Mm-hmm. Everybody just counted them out anyway up on the Dick Vermeil. Mm-hmm. And he came in, and that was the first that we've ever heard of Isaac King. Tory Holt was starting to shine. We already knew about Isaac, Isaac Bruce. Bruce yeah. Marshall Falk was there, and it just accentuated his game to the next level. Then you had the all-pro at left tackle. Yep, you had the all-pro at left tackle. Big pace. Big pace, yeah, you're right. London Fletcher was on that defense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, so I, I would say probably him. You know, just where he came. But then he also went to two other teams mm-hmm. and went back to the Super Bowl, took the Arizona Cardinals oh, to the yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. So, I, you know, for me in my time, I would say I, I give a lot of big shout-out to Kurt Warner. For sure, for sure. Yeah. All right. Game manager. Game changer. Both things could be true. Yeah. But you damn sure got to invest some money into the backup quarterback. You better invest some money into the backup. Or you'll be like the New York Jets. <laughs> Season wasted with the number one deep, with a Super Bowl defense. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's brutal, bro. It's, it, I'm, I'm glad we can, <laughs> <laughs> glad we can agree on that. There it is. Behind the mask.